life. Life begins its conception. And it's a miracle of the development. And then it's a miracle of the birth. And then it's a miracle of this dedication, this renewal, this rebirth. We saw it wonderfully demonstrated in a step of faith this morning in Larianne. We see it again as these parents dedicate their children to the Lord, even this morning. So I would like to ask at this time for Isaac and Sierra to come up with little Lincoln Dean. And I'd also like to ask Mike and Kelsey to come up with Stella Ruby. And at the first part of this, if you guys would, why don't you guys come right over here and face the screen behind me. Y'all come right here and face the screen behind me. Now, this is a participation at first just between the parents and the Lord, and I'll serve, obviously, as the leader. And then at some point, they will turn around and face you because you, the congregation, will also have a chance to share in this ceremony. Let's just have a brief word of prayer to start it off. Father, we are honored to be counted as your children and to think that you have entrusted these with children of their own is very humbling. And so, Father, we ask that your presence would be keenly felt during this dedication ceremony and that you would receive great honor and glory. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, parents, follow the instructions on the screen. Here we go. If you are willing to commit your children to God and to dedicate yourself to raising them in God's strength and for his honor and glory, and then reply by saying, I do, to the following promises. Do you recognize your child as a gift from God and give God thanks for blessing your life with his gift? Do you then dedicate your child to the Lord who gave you your child? I do. do you pledge as Christian parents that you will bring up your child in a Christian home, looking to God for wisdom, strength, and guidance? I do. do you promise to give your child every possible benefit of home, school, and church? Do you promise to pray for your child on a regular basis, realizing that it is only with God's hand upon their life that they can be truly blessed? I do. do you ask God's blessing upon the life of your child to guide, guard, and direct them through all their years? If your heart was in these promises, then you have dedicated yourself to raising a child that God can use mightily in his kingdom. All right, if you would turn and face the audience. And then, church, I ask you as the congregation to also respond in this part of the ceremony. God has entrusted you with a magnificent responsibility. Parents? We willingly accept this responsibility. Congregation, we will help you. God has given you the gift of life. Parents, we will protect congregation, we will help you. God expects you to teach a child through the example of a godly life. Parents, we will strive to live lives consistent with God's word before our child. Congregation, we will provide godly examples before the child as well. A child is like a clean slate. 
It needs to be taught the ways of God. Parents, congregation, we assist you. All right. Now, at this time, I would like Mark to present, Mark and Danielle to present the certificates. And then if you could stand behind them and place your hands on them. Come on. At church, the Bible talks about laying on of hands, and we, we try to kind of figure out how to do that. I'm not sure exactly what was done. I think it was literally what it says. I think lay on hands. But for sake of convenience, would you all symbolically just reach forward with your right hand toward these couples and their precious littles? And let's just pray over them as we extend hands of support and love. Father, you're the one. You're the one who decides where we will live. You're the one who decides who we will marry. You're the one who decides who will be our children. And we humbly accept what you will and decide. To be included in the story that you're writing is such a privilege. We as parents and these children and everyone gathered here today belong to you. You are the author of life. You are the beginning and the end. You are our hope and stay. Every one of us is dedicated to you, your purpose and your plan. So receive these. We dedicate them to you for your glory and honor. And in Jesus' name, amen. Why don't we show our appreciation to these parents for this decision that they've made. Amen, amen. All right, you may be seated. Share with us, Nathan. So I was asked to share a quick thought about child dedication. And I, it's especially poignant to me this morning, baptizing Ann to see that transition from me and Molly deciding to dedicate our child to the Lord, to her deciding to dedicate her life to the Lord. I mean, isn't that our desire as parents and members of this congregation, that our commitment would become their commitment? I have a quick story to tell you guys. We're all familiar with David, and maybe his most popular story is his defeat of Goliath. Yeah, it's so popular that right now my youngest son, Nate, who's two, asks to read it every night. And not just every night, but he has a ch children's Bible that we read it out of, and then he has the action Bible that some of you parents are familiar with. It's for older kids. It's a little bit more gory. He needs to hear it out of that one as well. But we have to remember this, this man of God, David, man after God's own heart, he also has a story. And the chapter before the story of David and Goliath, we read about a dedication. Now, let me take a step back. I'd be remiss if I got on stage and didn't comment on the fact that our church is reading through the Bible in a year. I take every opportunity. We would love for you to join us. It's in the, in the description if you're online with us. Um, you can go to citypointchurch.tv forward slash cpcbible24. 
jumps, jumps you right in, find me after the service. I'd love to add you. As many people as possible reading through the Bible. I know I bring it up a lot, but it's because God just points out in my life how the scripture is alive. And so this week, um, we finished up Leviticus and started reading Numbers, and that's where we lose most people, right? You're super committed in January. Genesis and Exodus is a lot of fun stories about some crazy stuff. And then we get into all these rules and all these numbers, and things get boring. Well, the Bible Project videos have done a really good job of explaining how Leviticus and Numbers is pointing out that God's people are different. They're dedicated. And just the last two days, we started reading through the book of Numbers. And Numbers starts with how there's to lay out the camp. And then it goes into a dedication of God's chosen tribe who were specially dedicated to serve him, the Levites. And it splits the Levites into these different clans and it talks about who what jobs they're supposed to do. And at the end of that dedication, it talks about the importance of marriage and the sanctity of family and how we're to dedicate that all to the Lord. And then it outlines a special dedication, a Nazarite dedication. You guys might be familiar with the Nazarite vow. Probably the most famous Nazarite was Samson. He doesn't represent the group well. Samson, his hair grew long, he didn't drink. God made him strong. There were other Nazarites in Scripture, and one of those was connected to David's story. So the chapter before David and Goliath, we are introduced to David's family. God commands this prophet, Samuel, to anoint someone from David's family as king. this, This presents a problem. God has a king in Israel named Saul. And Samuel's a little bit afraid that Saul might try to kill him. God says, no, Samuel, you don't worry about it. You listen to me. Samuel says, sure. And we are familiar with the story. He goes to Jesse's family. Jesse brings out his best, the firstborn, right? We're the best of the family. And God says, no, that's not, that's not who I chose. And we read a very popular verse in 1 Samuel 16, 7. You, you might be familiar with it. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. See, Samuel was listening to what God had to say. He was dedicated. Now, if we go for a few chapters earlier in the story of Samuel, Samuel does some amazing things for the people of Israel. He fights battles. He prophesies. He's, he's a wild man. Saul's kind of afraid of him. I know Samuel talked about being, being afraid of Saul. Saul's kind of afraid of Samuel. But when Samuel was a little boy, he lived in the temple with the priests. And just like the difficult message that God gave him, that a new king was to be chosen, one that didn't look like a king on the outside, but was a king on the inside. We find little boy Samuel laying in bed in the temple area with the priests, and God speaks to Samuel. He calls his name. And Samuel thinks it's Eli, the head priest, and so he runs in to see what he can do for Eli. We already get a picture of his dedication. 
And Eli says, it's not me. And Samuel goes back. Do you guys know the story? He hears the voice again. He runs in. Eli, what can I help you with? It's the middle of the night. Eli says, it's not me. Happens a third time. And Eli finally recognizes what's happening. And he tells Samuel, go back to bed. When you hear the voice, you say. And Samuel heard his name called again. And he said to God, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. That's the kind of life Samuel wanted to live. And God gave Samuel a very difficult word that night as a little boy. He said he was going to be flipping the script, that the priests of God were not living the right life, and that things were going to change. So all of Samuel's life, from being a young child, we see his dedication in the fact that he wants to listen to God. He was living the life of a Levite, even though he wasn't in the priestly lineage. And it all started with a mom. Samuel's mom's name was Hannah. And Hannah was having trouble bearing children. And that's tough enough as a mom, but in this time in history, it was even more difficult because the majority of your worth was centered around whether or not you could carry on your husband's name. And Hannah's husband was very understanding, right? He said, don't worry about it. We have each other. You have me. But Hannah decided to make a promise to God. And she made this vow. This is 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 11. O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. And he will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. She made a Nazarite vow for her son. She dedicated her child to the Lord. And he grew up saying, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. As the student minister here at City Point, this is my desire for our children is for them to experience God in a way that causes them to say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And I wanna thank you guys for the support you have for our students, they feel it. And I just ask that you continue to just pray over them, that they will experience God like many of you have, and that they'll dedicate their life like we as their parents and us as a congregation have already dedicated them, and that they will be a blessing to this world. Let's jump back in Numbers. We finished reading this yesterday, by the way. Numbers chapter 6 gives the Nazarite vow, and then it ends with a special blessing that these dedicated people, the Levites, were to speak over the people of Israel. You can find it in Numbers chapter 6, 22 through 27. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, they were, the, they were the head Levites at the time, tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. And then I just want you guys to imagine the Levites speaking this over the people of Israel. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. And whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, says the Lord, I myself will bless them. 
That's what we took part in today. The blessing that God is pouring out in our families and in our church and in our community through dedication to him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the gift of these children that you loved us enough to, to bless our lives with them, that we get to spend a little while overseeing as an authority figure in their life, teaching them the way they should go, like we read in Proverbs, that when they get older, they may not stray from it. And Father, we just pray that you give us the strength. This is not something that we can do in our own power. Give us the strength as parents, as aunts and uncles, as brothers and sisters, as cousins, as a community of faith here at City Point to remain dedicated to you, to set examples for these little ones, and ultimately to be your blessing to the world for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys stand up. Let's sing this song together.